0: The History of the World Podcast Written and presented by Chris Hasler And this is the History of the World Podcast Unscripted Another unscripted episode of the History of the World podcast. And uh, the reason why it's an unscripted episode is because we're between volumes at the moment. So um, as I I normally say to you each week, Volume 3 is over. So if you want to go and listen to some uh, real episodes of the History of the World podcast, just look back through the archive. There's over a 100 episodes. And uh, coming up later in the year, we've got Volume 4. Now, Volume 4 will focus... ...on the medieval world and um, during some of these unscripted episodes we've we've sort of been issuing spoilers as to what you can expect from Volume 4. So we've been introducing some of the uh, brief outlines of the areas of the world that will be coming up in Volume 4. We're not going to do that this week, we're going to look back on a period of history... Um, we're going to go back to the era of Volume 3. And, and something I was uh, reading quite uh, recently was about the Ketos War. And uh, the Ketos War is something that we really didn't focus on too too much, really, in, in Volume 3. And it's forgivable just basically due to the fact that it's sort of overshadowed by uh, events uh, before and, indeed, after. Uh, but the Ketos War was centred around the city of Jerusalem and, and we did touch upon it um, during Volume 3 when we spoke about Trajan's, uh, the Roman Emperor Trajan's uh, campaigns into Mesopotamia and when he successfully sort of reached, the, um, reached the Parthian uh, city of Tessithon. Um, the, the events of the Ketos War uh, began to unfold and it uh, it it actually distracted him from being able to capitalize on on his advances in Mesopotamia. so um let's um look at uh, the ketos war, but really we want to focus on the overall uh, outline of the ketos war. It was actually uh, it, it was actually involving Jerusalem and it was involving the Jews. And uh, Jerusalem, as we know, will be very heavily featured um, during uh, Volume Four, especially in regards to the Holy Lands and the Crusades, and, and even beforehand when the uh, when the Muslims um, took Jerusalem from the Byzantines. And uh, we also focused quite heavily on Jerusalem um, during uh, certainly Volume Two and Volume Three, especially when we introduced. Uh, the early religions of uh, the Levant um, and um, the biblical stories of the Kingdom of Israel and the Kingdom of Judah, and also in regards to the Jewish populations of Jerusalem and their story when the Roman Empire expanded into uh, into Levantine territory. Now, Jerusalem, obviously, as we know, uh, is the home of the biblical Jews and those uh, Jewish populations that uh, have ever since been associated with Jerusalem, and um, going forward, the the diaspora of uh, Jews that have um, that have been displaced mainly through historical events. Now, um, one of the more famous stories of of ancient history uh, when the Babylonians invaded uh, Jerusalem and uh they essentially they uh, they took the jews and um they transported them to babylon the city of babylon where they were they sort of lived in exile and jerusalem uh this wasn't the first time that um jews had been expelled from jerusalem the assyrians did it um beforehand but uh very much the babylonian uh exile is is it really resonates Uh, quite a lot in Jewish and Christian populations today Um, and it's very much a story of the Old Testament. The Persian king, the Achaemenid Persian king uh, Cyrus the Great uh, emancipated the Jews from Babylon and allowed them to go back to Jerusalem Uh, Their first temple, Solomon's Temple, had been destroyed and so they built a second temple and they sort of existed there really throughout uh, the closing centuries of the first millennium BCE until um, the Roman Republic um, began its major expansion and the, the great statesman of the Roman Republic, Pompey, went on campaign into the Levant, into Asiatic lands. And this is when the Romans uh, came into the realm of the Jews and Jerusalem. And it was in 63 BCE that Pompey successfully took control of Jerusalem and uh, really it became a sort of a client state of the Roman Republic and then subsequently the Roman Empire um, that would emerge uh, from what was the Roman Republic uh, late in the first century BCE. Jerusalem was really uh, just a client of the Romans and uh, this is where we get the stories of King Herod and um, we see that Uh, the identity of Jerusalem was being compromised by the Romans more and more. Now, such was the religious and political identity of Jerusalem and Judea that as a Roman province, uh, things became very, very uncomfortable as they uh, they recognised the Romans were trying to uh, diminish their identity Basically, as a as a as an independent or a autonomous region. Uh, certainly, if they weren't um, economically autonomous, they certainly felt that they were ideologically autonomous. They saw themselves as Jewish, and they saw themselves as sacred in terms of anyone trying to um, trying to d- sort of challenge their religious identity. And of course, Rome was a pagan empire. And as such, they couldn't really afford to allow the Jews to have too much, um, too much sort of religious zealousy. and, and, and we say religious zealousy because we call the people that rallied uh, the Jewish identity uh, the zealots of Jerusalem, the religious zealots who uh, sought to um, sought to challenge. Rome, the Romans and anyone who was friendly to the Romans. So this really started getting quite militant against Rome and its incursions and this sort of led to uh, things such as the Roman Emperor Caligula um, attempting to erect a statue of himself in the second temple, in this uh, new temple that was constructed Many, many centuries before, and was seen as a very sacred temple, a place where only um, the the sort of the the highest priests could go uh, to, in terms of entering the holiest of holies, uh, which was a very uh, sacred place indeed within the Second Temple. So, really, things had become incredibly tense between the very uh, loyal. Jews of Jerusalem and Judea and the very powerful and controlling Romans. Uh, The Romans were deliberately attempting to, um, to take away the Jewish identity of Jerusalem and the Jews were having absolutely none of it. For the Romans enough was enough and from the year 66 a a war broke out between the Romans and the Jews. It was really just the Romans were um, very much had had enough of Jewish rebels um, being militant and uh, basically murdering anyone who was pro-Roman. The Romans actually then uh, put Jerusalem under siege and slaughtered many Jews. And it really was a war against the Jews themselves as... Uh, there were there were mass slaughtering of Jewish uh, diaspora in Alexandria, which was way over in Egypt, so nothing to do with the Kingdom of Judea, but just the sheer fact that they were Jewish meant that they were enemies of the Romans at this point in time, and uh, this uh, first sort of Jewish Roman war um, culminated in the destruction of the Second Temple that had been constructed after. The Jews had been allowed back into Jerusalem from Babylon way back in the 6th century BCE. And uh, so it was hugely iconic. Um, Many of the Jewish people who had been exempt from taxes were now forced to pay taxes to the Romans after they had successfully put down this Jewish rebellion and uh, things would never be the same again for the Jewish population. Uh, especially in the city of Jerusalem and its surrounding area many Jews were taken back into the Roman empire itself and were consigned to a life of slavery and, and many men were even um, were even turned into uh, Jewish martyrs by um, by being sent into to uh, gladiatorial arenas and um, and having to battle with other gladiators or or the animals, uh, the the ferocious animals of the uh, the Roman um, amphitheaters, the um, the this really served in the long term to rally Jewish identity. Um, if the Romans felt that they were going to crush jewish jewish identity their their harsh treatment of the jews uh would uh, would have the opposite effect in the long term it would uh, it would rally the jews in their united struggle and uh, much like um the when the babylonians subjected them as well you, if you if you pick on the jews you can be sure that they will rally and uh, they will they will regroup and rally so um, so almost you could say the same mistakes being made over and over again but certainly the Romans definitely felt that they had crushed the Jews at this point now there wasn't a lot of drama for the next two generations really after this uh, after this happened but certainly uh, the Jews um, who were you know who were subject to all of this really had this bitter resentment of the Romans and and how they had been treated and there were still rumblings going on throughout uh, the Roman Empire and the Asiatic lands, not least of all actually through uh, Mesopotamia, um, where we see the the diaspora of Jews that were uh, created by the Babylonian exodus the exile of the um the Jews to uh, Babylon so many centuries beforehand um there were a number that remained in that area of the world in in Mesopotamia and um they remained there um right the way through to the 20th century the, and the creation of the modern country of Iraq from the remnants of the Ottoman empire and um It was these Mesopotamian Jews that were really quite integral in terms of um, their position when uh, Emperor Trajan was in control of the Roman Empire. And this is because the Mesopotamian Jews actually respected the Parthians uh, who were in control of their territory and um felt that they had been treated with a lot of religious tolerance and the, and the likes of that uh, the romans had certainly not afforded jewish populations beforehand so when the romans um entered into asiatic lands and took control of armenia and started going down the rivers of mesopotamia um and um and trying to control the Parthian territories uh, of Mesopotamia and the, and, the, and the very important cities of Seleucia and Ctesiphon, Um we saw that the Jews were really quite concerned about what it would mean for them if the Romans took control of this territory. And the Jews sort of started rallying up once again and this would lead to uh, the period of the Ketos Wars. Now this time the year was 115 and we saw Jewish rebellions breaking out against the Romans uh, right from Mesopotamia through to Jerusalem. Alexandria, the Egyptian lands and the Nile Delta was, uh, was um, controlled by, the, by these rampant Jews and, and also uh, the Jews of Cyprus who were slaughtering um, anyone to do with uh roman the and it was really much a, a really a land of sort of greek romans um in in these areas uh hellenized uh romans and um or romanized uh hellenists if you like um you could you could describe it either way but uh whatever whatever happened the jews were were rising up all over the place and um and the Roman Emperor Trajan had to send for a, a commander called uh, Lucius Quietus, and it was after this commander Lucius Quietus that we get the name the Quitos War, as it is uh, as it is very similar to to his name, um, and it has come down to us historically as the Quitos War, and um, we the culmination of this war ended in Cyprus. The revolts were ultimately put down and and after a lot of damage was caused by the revolting Jews, um, it was eventually put down and um, uh, Quietus was was put in charge of Jerusalem ultimately and he really brought in a new wave of um, Hellenism into the city. Um, the Jews were still living, uh, but in very heavily Romanized, Hellenized conditions, and uh, this situation still did not bode well for the future. Now, I, strangely enough, Quietus was was actually executed by the Emperor Hadrian, who viewed him as a threat to his to his own position. Um, so even though Quietus was in charge of Jerusalem, um, we're not really sure what, how effective he was as a governor of Jerusalem because there did still, still seem to be this undercurrent of resentment that was allowed to to go on, and it was and it was really a it seems to be somewhat of an underground movement within Jerusalem. Uh, where the Jews were actually stockpiling weapons and, and getting ready for yet another revolt. And this soon came to culmination, not not long after. Um, and um, we've covered this. It's called the Bar Kokhba revolt. Now, Jerusalem had, had faced substantial destruction in the wake of, of all of these rebellions and, and what it took for the Romans to put down these rebellions. And um, the the Romans attempted to rebuild Jerusalem um, as a Roman city and uh, this didn't go down very well at all. Simply uh, put, the Bar Kokhba revolt was the Jewish uh, population of Jerusalem effectively declaring their independence from Rome and, and the Romans would um, understandably come and put that Revolt down, and um, this subsequently was the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of what the Emperor Hadrian felt he needed to do to prevent further rebellions. And um, there was uh, very much a mass slaughtering of Jewish uh, populations and an expulsion of the Jews from Jerusalem, and that was it. The Jews were forced out of Jerusalem, and um, this long. And protracted uh, rebellion from uh, the Jews against the the Romans that went on for several decades had finally uh, come to an end, and it wasn't really until um, the emergence of the Arabs, the uh, the Islamized Arabs, um, who came along in the uh, in the seventh century. That the Jews were allowed to peacefully enter uh, Jerusalem once again, so the, the Jerusalem was somewhat under Roman and Byzantine, uh, subsequently Byzantine rule, uh, and the Jews were still banned from Jerusalem until um, the uh, the aftermath of the Prophet Muhammad and and his um his Rashidun caliphate started taking control of the Arabian peninsula and once they took control of Jerusalem the Jews were allowed back but this uh the w- the treatment of the Jews really only served to um to give them more identity in the modern world and it's a fascinating chapter in history um certainly after the the first great revolt um when um when we go back, we go back to the the 70s i think it may have been around the year 73 um that this mass suicide of the jews um in this in the, the very first revolt that took place this mass suicide at uh, masada um is is somewhat poignant the fact that the jews chose to um kill each other rather than actually individually commit suicide as it was seen as a, a, a an act of sacrilege to commit suicide so they agreed to kill each other um, rather than commit suicide it was quite um, quite a poignant um, story of history and um, so there it is We're really just covered what the period which we can call the Jewish Roman Wars and and I think that is a very fascinating story and very much leads us into episode one of volume four as well so um, so there's almost a little bit of a a lead into what's coming up in our first real proper full podcast episode of of, of volume four uh, which hopefully will be coming in the next month or two. Now I received a very nice message this week uh, from a gentleman called Colton from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada who wrote Hey Chris, I've started listening to your podcast early 2020 when my job had me by myself for most of the day. I was looking for podcasts on human evolution and early societies and saw your podcast recommended on Reddit a few times. I've always been very fascinated by the development of mankind and civilizations, and your volume 1 and 2 podcasts were a wealth of information and exactly what I was looking for. I didn't think I'd continue on after volume 2 because I've never had any interest in Greek or Roman history but you do such a fantastic job in your podcast that I was hooked and I'm almost caught up to your modern day episodes now. The way that you present the history and information in each episode is easy to understand and episodes never get boring. I use an Android app called Pocket Casts to listen, but it doesn't have any option to rate podcasts. But if it did, I would give you five out of five in every aspect. Keep up the great work and I hope your podcast can continue for years to come. Thank you very much, Colton. A very warm message once again. I, I, I do get, I'm overwhelmed by the warmth of messages that I received, but. Um, that's very kind of you to to write that and it's, and it's quite rewarding for me to know that I've um, encouraged someone to maybe listen to a period of history that they may not have necessarily prioritised previously so I really do thank you for taking the time to write that uh, very good message Colton and uh, hope you continue to enjoy the podcast the, of course for me I know that I'm very excited by all the periods that we've got coming up so um, and I hope uh, many of you will feel the same way and if uh, and if maybe some of you have not uh, necessarily had your attention captured by these periods then hopefully we can do this journey together now I've, I've just realized that I'm not particularly good at keeping up with those messages that have been sent to me through the Facebook uh, the Facebook Messenger link, um, and so I apologise for that. I've realised that I've got a backlog of messages in there from from going back way back to July, um, so I really need to sort of get on top of those. So I apologise if you have messaged me through the Facebook forum. Uh, it's not really um, a priority forum for me. I don't mean that rudely. I just mean that I'm I'm always reading. Um, emails that are sent to me directly and reviews um, I need to make time to have a look through my Facebook inbox so I will try and do that this week and then if there's any interesting messages in there I'll read them out on next week's podcast. Each week we always say that if uh, if you do enjoy the podcast then do please consider rating and reviewing the podcast and then why not make a financial contribution to the podcast? Help me to make better episodes and better material um by enabling me to purchase equipment and even invest in literature, which um I'm I'm currently doing quite a lot of that actually. During the summer I'm I'm sort of gathering together quite a lot of uh, literature in order to um uh, make podcast episodes um in Volume 4, as good as they can possibly be. And if you want to make any kind of financial contribution, then simply go to the history... Oh, I got cut off there, sorry. Uh, Simply go to the the historyoftheworldpodcast.com website, click on the Patreon link, and sign up and make a monthly contribution. And when you do that, uh, you are entitled to gifts and rewards for any accumulated total of contributions over any amount of time you can qualify to have questions answered on podcast episodes Uh, you can even uh, be sent uh, gifts in the post such as fridge magnets coasters key rings Uh, for those of you who make significant contributions um, we we give you hot drinks mugs we give you T-shirts, we even allow you to commission special episodes on subjects of your own choice. And we've got two of them coming up uh, in the next few weeks, I believe. Um, we I'm um, a significant way through writing both of them. Um, on, uh, one is on a period of Icelandic history and one is on a period of the, uh, the history for the United States of America. So um, I'll look forward to presenting them. I think they're going to be excellent episodes by the time I've completed them. So I hope you uh, enjoy them and ultimately agree with me that they're very fascinating subject matter. Um, Anyway, um, until um, we do those episodes and until we get to Volume 4, we're going to be publishing uh, more unscripted episodes Um, so next week will be another unscripted episode subject matter to be confirmed but until then uh, we'll uh, bid you a a farewell hope you have a great week and don't forget to be good come to the history of the world podcast.com and join all the other hot welders on our wide range of social media why not support the podcast by clicking the patreon link or buying me a book and becoming a lifelong member of the history of the world podcast illuminati drop me a line at history of the at and let me know what you thought of this week's episode see you next time